Good afternoon, Joe. Hey, buddy. How are you? Oh, good. Spent too much of my morning watching, trying to watch Gary Gensler while working. Kind of a fruitless, frustrating thing to do. Not sure why I did that. Yeah. Oh, we lost Brad. I was just going to tell him I don't think that's the best use of his time, but um, here he comes. Let's try again. All right. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. It's our Gary Gensler fan. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he said a lot of things that were surprising. Really? No. Not yeah. I don't, I don't see much uh, intellectual heft coming out of him. Uh, <laughs> um. They tried to pin him down on whether ETH is a security or commodity. He refused to answer the question. Um, Didn't they call it in that Bittrex thing yesterday? Didn't they call it a security there? Uh, They did. Was ETH one of the six? I'm not sure, actually, now that you say that. Uh, Yeah, I can't remember either. I just thought maybe it was. I don't think it was. Uh, Just Algorand, by the way, we've got this. This little video is swooping around. I'm sure everybody's seen it, but we'll play it real quick just for shits and giggles. Of is this when he was shilling like Uber? Is tough. You could yeah. is tough. You could create Uber or Lyft on top of a blockchain technology today. Uh, well, maybe in five years you could. It would be have the performance. Uh, Sylvia McCallie's Algorand, uh, who's a uh, Turing Award winner at, at MIT, that. I work with. Um, Silvio's got a great technology that has a performance. You could create Uber on top of it. The question is then who would update this? Yeah. And now he's going to fuck his buddy over. <laughs> I love that other one that was going around when he was chilling Algorand. If you'd put a hundred bucks in it, it would be worth $5 now. Exactly. No, that was so, awesome. So my thing with that, isn't that, that sounds like securities fraud to me. Sure. It certainly sounds like, um, uh, trying to, uh, trying to uh it's it certainly sounds like common everyday shilling that people have been charged with by the sec yeah uh especially if he was paid for speaking at that gig now you know look there there are limits what if it wasn't algorand paying him you know they'll say that he had no financial interest blah 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 but it's just kind of the the whole thing of Here's a guy that goes from being a big advocate for blockchain technologies, crypto technologies, and building financial services on top of it. And then once it suited his job description to no longer be like that, you know, he's going to come down on it. And it's just, it just tells you, tells me that there's no integrity behind his motivation, right? That there's no, that, that there's, there's no, there's nothing there of substance. It's all about the game of, protecting the people that are already in the space and advancing his career. Right. And so, you know, at the risk of, you know, harming the industry that he was such a big advocate for before um, he got the new gig. So. Yeah. I almost wonder though, that, you know, I mean, we know wall street's the biggest investor in this space right now. Um, you know, institutional market players are, so I can't see them being, I mean, they're never happy with the sec in general. Um, you know, it's a constant battle with them. And so I can't see them being happy with him right now. Um, so I don't know what, I don't get his motivations anymore because the Hills after him, you know, CFTC's after him, crypto industries after him, wall streets after him. I don't know where he goes. Yeah, I don't know. At this point. So well, I think he's know, just look, one of one of those guys who feels like I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be right. That's true. You know? That's probably it. 
child. You know, here's the thing that bothers me most about this hearing is um, we as an industry have lost the narrative game. Um, one of the things I was most concerned about over the last couple of years was allowing this thing to become a partisan issue. Um, and sadly, participants in this space tend to lean right. And when there were, and there still are a number of Democrats that support cryptocurrency freedom and financial freedom. And rather than lifting those folks up and giving them ammunition, um, we've now firmly helped to cement making this issue a partisan issue, at least in the eyes of the general public. And that is never a good thing because when an issue becomes a partisan issue, one side is always going to want, each side is always going to want to win and they will do whatever it takes, no matter the reasoning, logic, or or value of anything that they need to oppose or be for. And so um, I think we've lost that narrative game. I think there's still an opportunity to get it back. Like I but the problem is the people on the Democratic side of the aisle that support cryptocurrencies um, are going to find themselves in a position of speaking out is basically speaking out against the narrative of your party. And that never goes well. So sadly, uh, I think that's going to be a result of this whole thing. Uh, Niblet says watching Monty Burns squirm has had its entertaining moments. It, it hasn't, he's fumbled and screwed up and I haven't watched the whole thing, just bits and pieces, but he definitely has had some struggles. Um, and he's definitely being grilled, you know, fucking Brad Sherman is kissing his ass and, you know, using crypto bro billionaires uh, pejorative terms to describe how great Gary Gensler is, yada, yada, yada. So You mean payday loan Sherman? Yeah, exactly. Payday yeah. loan Sherman, the man who gets all his campaign money from banks and payday loan companies. So, well, you know, that's an example of like what we were talking about yesterday. All the other industries that try to extract wealth out of those that are in the most vulnerable position. If, you know, we talked about gambling and drugs and booze and all that stuff but damn if payday loans isn't at the top of that list in my mind yeah absolutely absolutely chuck said he's playing for the senior vp spot at goldman yeah i agree he's going to wipe out early leaders in DeFi for his buddies in tradfi and then collect his 40 pieces of silver as a subject matter expert for them totally agree he'll be heavily involved in crypto intermediaries and middlemen that will be his gig that that will be his gig absolutely <clears throat> Shizzy says, you would think Dems would love this technology, but most of the Dems are just so old and afraid of change. Uh, okay, so a couple of things here, Shizzy. <laughs> First of all, that's some ageist shit, dude. And uh, there are plenty of older people that love technology um, and love change and love advancements in technology. Uh, second of all, uh, both parties in Congress have an aged population as well. The population of the United States is aging. Um, and third of all, I totally agree with you that Dems should embrace this technology. Um, it's absolutely disparaging that the company that's supposed, the party that's supposed to be and always has been for the common man or the little guy um, is not realizing uh, the power of this technology to equal the playing field. On the other side of the, on the other side of the aisle, um, Republicans are not embracing this because they love change or they love technology or that they even fucking understand it. I guarantee you 90% of them beating up on Gensler right now do not have a clue what crypto or DeFi is or how it functions. The reason they're doing it is because they have a motivation as the small government party 
um, to destroy the financial system that pays for federal government services. And they see crypto as a way to do that. So they have their own peculiar biased uh, motivations as well. Um, and um, um, fain- frankly, it's a fucking clusterfuck as far as I'm concerned. So uh, let's see. Bitcoin and Ethereum are up, dude. Uh, <laughs> goes back to that conversation we had yesterday. Yeah, you know, I threw something in the the um, Telegram channel. Was it t.me slash Mission DeFi? Yep. And um, in the Bitcoin one is specific about a BlockWorks article I saw this morning that was, you know, comparing the cycles. And I threw it in there to see what Shizzy and Sean said. And, you know, I mean, I think you can pretty much guess which way each one went. But, you know, it was funny. At the end of it, it was Shizzy's, you know, I think, it was Shizzy saying 160 and Sean saying, no, I think it's more like, now, of course, this is after the deep V um, coming out of it. Sean's like, I think he said 225 to 500 grand of BTC. But, you know, so everybody's kind of, I think everybody's on the same wavelength. It's just, excuse me, on the same perspective, but it just matters as to which wave we're in <laughs> at yeah, this point. Right. But exactly. yeah, again, we keep coming back to this, you know, I mean, I know everything's God. It's it's killing me too. You know, yesterday I was kind of feeling it a lot more than today. But you know, like the sword of Damocles or whatever is hanging over everybody's neck right now. Um, but damn, it just keeps going up, man. And I don't. I, I, there's something that I just don't understand. I know it's Sean would say trader games, I guess, but there's just something else going on that I don't know what we're picking up, what's not getting picked up on, and. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I kind of went into on one of mine, you know, on, on Gene, you know, I kind of went into panic mode a little bit at three in the morning when I saw it dipping and sure enough, it's back where it was, you know? So, right. you know, in ORD, the same thing, you know, an ordinal play that I'm in, I was in OFI first, I tripled that, sold it and then dumped it into ORD. And now I'm kind of riding those, but these are just going up and down. Yeah. So, you know, even like Maple, I was looking at Maple, you know, I haven't taken a position yet, but. You know, I watched them and it's the on, you know, on chain credit market thing. And um, and I watched it, you know, if I thought I watched it drop to like 460 and now it's back at 510 in like 48 hours. So there's a lot of trading opportunities out there right now, which I think, you know, is where money can be made, obviously. Hmm. But it just keeps coming back. And, you know, and I don't know why, but, you know, I'm actually using it to my advantage. I'm just trying to get caught with my pants down for that deep V. But even if the deep V hits, it's going to be short lived. So if you miss it, you know, you just want to hold on and you're not financial advice, but it's not like it goes down and crabs sideways for two years is sort of what I'm gathering. Um, But yeah, it's tough. It's tough right now. It's very tough psychologically. Uh, Coindesk reporting that, uh, Coindesk is reporting that uh, positive flows for the fourth consecutive week into crypto, mostly into Bitcoin-related products. Took the majority share, totaling $104 million of the $114 million in total inflow into crypto. Do you think that's going into like, I mean, ordinal? I mean, I saw the article today was talking about $5 billion looks like going into ordinals over the, this shit. year, I believe. That's crazy. Um, but, you know, I keep wondering if we're missing something on the NFT side. I mean, I was talking to a hedge fund yesterday about what they were thinking, you know, about, uh, you know, the stable coin, the money going off. 
And they seem to feel more that it was just, you know, all on the, the sidelines, but that it wasn't getting converted out. And I don't know, uh, you know, obviously these guys are super smart, um, but, you know, I don't know how you look at that or how you figure that out, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like there's a lot of dry powder out there. I mean, you know, we talked to a lot of the same crypto funds and yep. they're all sitting on monster quantities of dry powder. Yeah. And they're not just investing in stuff now. They're actually taking positions. Yeah. In individual tokens. So, I mean, I don't want to name any names in particular, but, you know, I'd say in the top 10, there's one in particular. And, you know, she came out of A16Z and she's sitting on, you know, billions of dry powder right now. Right. Um, I know other ones in the 30s and 20s that are, you know, sitting on 60% dry powder. So, you know, I mean, it's poised to go. Um, I don't know when it goes, but um, it's like everybody's waiting for the deep V. So it's yeah. like, Sean, do it already, buddy. Come on. We're all waiting, <laughs> buddy. We're all waiting. <laughs> Niblet said Dems should embrace the anti-corporate freedoms crypto enables. Democratizing finance should be a natural for them, but politics distorts things. Absolutely. Sean yeah. says crypto projects placing themselves in a position that a government official can have a material impact on them in any other way than short-term price have only themselves to blame. I would say though that uh, had all of this been uh, had all of this been going on at the time that um, Bitcoin launched, um, I would say that there would have been some pressure there as well, at least for those on the core team that were developing it and mining it. Uh, Chuck said, I don't think that's right about the R's. I think they are the party of plutocrats and their handlers are flat out paying them to be opposed to crypto. That plus the money control over the working class. Niblet says, all predictions and finance are correct. The only question is on what time horizon. There you go. <laughs> and Sean says, not so Niblets. Most of the space goes to zero. Uh, sure. Nibble says, sure. Zero is on the horizon for most picking win and what happens in the interim is the trick. And Sean said, I would suggest that understanding the regime is more important. You are in sell the rip mode or buy the dip. And Shizzy says no deep V coming a dip back to 20,000 and a sell in May and go away before we march to 160 K. That felt like it rhymed. Did it rhyme? Felt like it rhymed. Well, Sean's Sean's comments should be incoming here any second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, this out from uh, yeah, that's get out of me, dude. Fucking crazy, dude. I know. Um, so uh, I'm going to try to summarize this thread for everybody because it's important, especially if you've been in the space for a while. Um. They have, uh, he and some other folks have been for the past 48 hours unwinding what they're calling a massive wallet draining operation. Um, said he doesn't know how big it is, but since December of 2022, it's drained 5,000 plus, plus ETH and unknown amount in tokens, NFTs, coins across 11 plus chains. Said it's wrecked my friends and OGs who are reasonably secure. No one knows how. They can't trace it back to any phishing site. They can't trace it back to a specific uh, exploit of wallets. They can't trace it, I mean, in terms of like a hardware wallet or something. And these are all people, I shouldn't say all, there's a lot of people in this mix who are getting drained, who have, you know, great security. They have great security measures. They protect their seed phrases. They protect their private keys, et cetera. Um, some people are saying that maybe there was some kind of leak at some point in the past from wallets that weren't properly protecting seed phrases. 
um, or seed, uh, seed phrases or private keys, but literally no one frigging knows um, how or why this is happening um, and nobody can figure it out. So the recommendation is this, transfer, migrate all of your shit into other hardware wallets. Um, get it out of old wallets. This seems to be all wallets that are old. They, this has been going on for months. This is not something that just happened in the last 24 hours. It's just something that people are starting putting the pieces together because it's been an, one isolated wallet after another isolated wallet. Um, but it is, um, uh, it is definitely uh, kind of crazy. So yeah. they can't determine like any like real commonality between these. And they will come in, they'll sweep out all the ETH and then they'll come back for the dust left in your wallet. Like they'll come back and then they conglomerate it all into another wallet and into another wallet. And then they're pushing it out to primarily Bitcoin and then pushing it through the um, mixers. Mixers. What's the wallet? Um, there's a wallet in Bitcoin that everybody uses for the mixing stuff. Um, can't remember the name of it. Anyway. Um, but if you got old wallets, frankly, if you got new wallets, it might be a good idea. You know, what's interesting, Joe, is my buddy, uh, a little over a year ago, who's not an OG who hasn't been in the space a long time, only been in for a little while. He had $110,000 drained out of his wallet with no perceivable reason why it had happened. We couldn't, well, he took his laptop to a computer repair guy though, right? <sighs> is it a different guy or is it the well, same guy I'm thinking did he of? Take it to a computer repair guy. The West Coast guy? I mean, yeah. Florida West Coast? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe he did. But I, I, yeah, I think there was something that made us eliminate that. I think it was okay. the timing on the when the wallet was set up versus when he took it in. And I think he took it in before he had set up the wallet. But maybe they installed some malware or something at that time. Who knows? Yeah, um, there's some speculation in the comment feed on that thread. A couple of things, um, you know, um, obviously, you know, the, the out output is that you know no photos obviously no iCloud storage of seed phrases none of that yeah. that it only can be on paper and even when you're putting it on paper you know be careful around the cameras and stuff on your laptops yeah and on your phones yeah because you know I mean I mean you've I don't know if you've seen it but I've seen people turn on people's cameras so I mean it's pretty much doable um yeah. And then the other thing I talked about was I thought that there was a prevalence of MetaMask Chrome versus, say, MetaMask mm, Firefox or MetaMask. That I guess, would make sense. Brave. Uh, yeah, it says draining OGMM users. Yeah, so it's definitely MetaMask. Um, and I would assume Chrome being the number one browser, that's why it would be mostly Chrome. Yeah. And then somebody um, was speculating about a LastPass issue. But I don't know. I've never used that. I don't know if you put seed phrases in last pass or not. Well, so. you can because they're encrypted. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But like you said, Brad, it's either set up new. If you're in MetaMasks, open up another browser on another device, set up a new wallet, move everything there. Yeah. Take that seed phrase, write it on friggin' paper away from your cameras. And then when you're using authenticator apps, don't do it in front of the camera on the laptop. Right. You know, put it under the table when you're looking at it or something. But something weird is going on here, as yeah, Brad pointed weird, out. Really strange. And Very you need strange. to be careful. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sean said that wallet is Wasabi uh, on Bitcoin that does the mixing automatically. Uh, Sean replied to Shizzy, said, he, he, minimum 90% drawdown on shit coins this year, maybe 100% for most of them, Shizzy. Niblet says, use a dedicated Linux box with lockdown non-Chrome browser. Yeah, that would be the ideal secure uh, thing is to have a, a secure Linux box. Use, you know, there are some great um, secure and private uh, Linux um flavors that you can um, utilize that have built-in Tor, built-in VPN, encrypt everything. Um, and there's some really interesting ways to protect yourself even further if you want to go nuts with it. But um, definitely, definitely some big concerns here uh, with what's going on. So, and Niblet says, and handwritten seed phrases on paper, write extra and mail at least one to your mom for safekeeping. You remember um, the Winklevi brothers? What, remember the story about what they did? It was in a book. I can't remember which book, but it was one of the earlier crypto books. They had so much Bitcoin that they took their, their private keys, divided them up, like literally chopped them up. And then each of the brothers traveled around the world, primarily US, but around the world, putting pieces of their private keys in um, lockboxes in banks all over the country. Like they went to the full extreme on protecting that shit. <laughs> Sean said, yeah. I have to trust my mom. <laughs> I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go down that, that path. I'll go let that one just stay the way it is. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, I think I don't know about mailing it, but I I think you know definitely you stash them in different places you can get to. Um, yeah. I don't know about breaking apart. I mean, I guess you could break up the words into you know three groups and put them in different locations. Now this was I think, this was private keys, not seed phrases. They were just okay. chopping it up in blocks of numbers. But I think you know I like the idea of paper only, and you know grandparents house maybe you know when you yeah. visit over the holidays you know go yeah. to one of their pictures and they don't have to know it obviously and stick it behind the picture in the frame yeah or, i you mean know, it's a pain a in book. the ass the other option the other option is multi-sig wallets right you know yeah where, you know you could take it as simple as have it be a two out of three have your wife or mother have one of them and then have one on a on one device and one on another device, right? So that at the very least, and with a hardware wallet, at the very least, you've got to have multiple interactions to authorize anything uh, that happens on that wallet. But yeah, anyway, but then you gotta, to do anything, you have to do, like you said, you got to do those approvals, right? Sean, exactly. Sean's in rare form today. He said, "Tattoo them jumbled up on the backs of your kids." <laughs> I was watching Archer the other day, man. I love that scene when he takes the baby out and they get tattoos of each other on their backs. The <laughs> <laughs> wee uh, baby Seamus. <laughs> Niblet says you want different locations for paper because paper burns pretty easily if your house yep. catches fire. Yep, absolutely. Flooding can be a problem as well. Uh, Rocket Pool's Atlas upgrade goes live, lowering Ethereum staking limits. Um, essentially, they're allowing you to kind of have a node at uh, 8 ETH. I'm not sure how they're um, making it work, but um, pretty interesting innovation coming out. Um, so glad to see that. Something else, you know, uh, it's funny how um, how after the merge went so well, we're all kind of like, yeah, well, just another upgrade. You know, there's like no fear or anything about 
11 billion dollars worth of eth locked in staking and nobody was like yeah well they're doing the chapella upgrade tonight you know it's like oh, yeah no big deal no, nobody was on edge nobody cared okay great it went through uh i did a great interview this morning with um the folks uh or the david garai from um uh raft which is a new product from tempest financial tempest was the um kind of money market like uh, product on the stable side lower returns but only blue chip protocols obviously during a bear market uh, they're returning like 0.3 to 0.5% interest. So they decided to kind of convert themselves into a DeFi product st um, studio. And Raft is actually pretty cool. Um, this is uh, founded on the concept of creating a stable coin, but the stable coin is bought backed entirely by staking and borrowing against, I mean, uh, borrowing against staked ETH. So you bring your ST, ST ETH tokens in here you can borrow against it. It'll let you loop it automatically up to 11 times. Uh, you can do up to 110% collateralized on each round, but obviously you have to be worried about liquidations. And for the first part of launch, there will be no uh, interest rate and no um, um, fees. And they're going to be seeding multi-million dollars worth of liquidity with extra high APRs uh, when they launch in May. So it looks like there's going to be a lot of opportunity to make some money. We talked through the model of how the stablecoin works against the lending protocol, how the redemption process works, how the liquidation process works. Um, sounds really great to me. I am not a financial, I'm not a financial tokenomics uh, or, or financial mechanisms technology expert, but um, everything sounded pretty good. Top of the line uh, auditor doing the audit that's never had a breach on any of their audited projects and a kind of powerful model for a decentralized stablecoin. The other thing I asked him about is, oh, that's the other piece. God, the whole key piece. When you put your stake teeth in, you still get to keep your rewards. So you're still going to get your four or five or 6% earning on your Ethereum, right? So you're borrowing against it. But the beauty of it is, is as that um, staked reward accumulates and increases the value of the Ethereum you're holding in, in staking, it actually reduces the liquidation threshold for you, right? Because it's increasing the value of it if the price is maintained and all that good stuff. <clears throat> so that makes it interesting. And of course, my next question was, well, are you going to make it so that eventually I could have a self-repaying loan like Alchemix, right? Where I can just say, take 50% of my staking rewards and pay back my debt, right? which would be to me the ideal way to do it. So really I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this model. I like David, I've interviewed him before uh, about their other platform, very serious group. They have about 23 on the team, full BD team, full dev team, top of the line people, some TradFi, some you know DeFi native, um, but really impressed with this. This is not financial advice, could be hacked, could anything could happen. But uh, I think this model has some legs, so we'll see what happens. They're launching it immutably, <clears throat> so no upgrades, um, you know, radically okay. decentralized in terms of launch. And so um, anyway, we'll see what happens. I personally, this is not financial advice, but I personally will probably dive into some of those stablecoin yields uh, that they're going to put up uh, at the end of May to seed the liquidity on this platform. So, Yeah, speaking of yields... I went into Camelot today because, you know, I have some stuff in there and their nitro uh -huh. pools. And there's a new one called Modular Wallet. 
that kind of oh. looks sort of similar to, to harbor.fi. I mean, not similar, but, you know, another cool play um, that allows you to trade the GMX perps on your phone, um, wow. plus a few other things. So That sounds cool. They got a token MOD, and um, it seems to be single token staking pool, a five-day lock, paying, I think, 360% um, oh. AP, APR, I guess, yeah. And so I was like, what the hell? So I, I, I started playing in that, but, um, cause you know, I'm happy with that, with Camelot. I like Camelot a lot now. Right. Um, and I've been surprised by the Arbitrum system. I mean, Arbitrum's up to like a buck 75 now and, and those things are moving. So again, there's a lot of energy there. So there are opportunities out there. Yeah. Um, you know, if you find single staking for with 363%, <sighs> um, you remember last week there was the LUSD USDC pool for, I think it was like, well, for like about an hour or two, it was at, you know, 20,000% or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's still at like, you know, 40% and that's, that's awesome. a stable pair. So there's a lot of opportunity out there right now. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, mods there, yeah. Uh, Niblet says 360 APR. What was that token again? MOD, modular, M-O-D. the one you have up right now. Yeah. Yeah, modular wallet. A modular system has been devised self-custodial wallet with modular framework built natively on Arbitrum and powered by Mod Token. Modular.pk is the website. Uh, and they have their timeline on the homepage. Not a lot else. Oh, they got their deck up. Yeah. That looks very interesting, Joe. Oh, I yeah. have a I gotta put my email. Yeah. Yeah, take anyway, a look at it. Um, I will, definitely. And, and it's on Camelot. So nice. app.camelot.exchange. And just click Beautiful. into the uh, Nitro Pools. It's the last one on there. Thanks for the alpha, Joe. Shiz, uh, Sean said, in fact, one of the best suggestions is to pick some kind of obscure song lyrics and don't write them down at all. Oh. Like, That's does he make, make song lyrics from the seed phrase? Is that what he means? Or you could also go to... I think what he's saying is pick lyrics that you know and make a seed phrase from that, or just go to oh, a page in a book. Yeah, mnemon- and circle words. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. mnemonically mnemonically uh, associate words in the song with the seed keys, seed phrase words. Chuck says the beefy vault for Canto slash Note has been over two hundred and fifty eight two hundred fifty percent APY for almost a month now. Yeah, I'm I'm getting some tasty. Um, on my ETH Canto pair and my BTC Canto pair, some nice tasty APYs right now. So yeah, over on uh, Velocimeter via Beefy. So yeah, the same thing with those genome with that genome ETH pool over on Camelot. That one's still holding at like four hundred and forty percent. Nice, but you got a three month lock on that one. So yeah, yeah. Um, which I'm yeah, not too, still. That's I'm one not of those too worried that about you're, that. Bu- you're investing in the fundamentals. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, obviously, we're not advising anyone that its fundamentals are good, but Joe and I both having worked, especially Joe, having worked a lot in the science, sci-fi space, or sci-fi space, um, should be sci-fi space, um, um, have a have a a love for the the what's possible in the genetic space and and intertwined with crypto and blockchain. So yes. Uh, Niblet says Chuck shot and manually compounding on Canto offers 158. 150 APR, which is about 320% APY. Shizzy said, I wrote my mom a birthday card with the words in it. She was confused, but I know she always keeps the cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Shizzy. I freaking love that. 
<laughs> Mom will never throw away your birthday card. So better than auto compounding on beefy or Velo. Why is it better than auto compounding on beefy niblets? Not sure. I'd love to hear your reasoning on that. I think because like a higher higher APY. Oh yeah, but I like the automation. I don't have to fucking deal with it. Well, yeah, we used to have fun doing that. Like I don't oh, know, yeah. twenty one. But God, yeah. it got tiring. I spent two oh, hours in there just compounding shit. Yep. Unfortunately, my buddies over at Hundred Finance, who were exceedingly careful, multiple audits of their chain, their smart contracts, et cetera, et cetera, uh, were lost seven million in a hack um, optimism. Uh, I was always impressed with those guys. I interviewed them and um, was impressed with how conservative they were to their approach to deploying shit. And so bummed to hear they got hit. Um, I guess it shouldn't be surprising at this point, though. So yeah you know uh nibble says because 320 percent is greater than 250 percent by a long way no i get that but <laughs> like are you doing this like every 12 minutes dude i mean seriously i uh maybe you got a bot running i don't know um bnb chain came out with a list of 191 high risk untrustworthy dApps and fake tokens on their chain love that they're doing this but how do you keep up with that like by the time they publish this list, that shit's been rug pulled. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like trying to keep up with the scammers is it's like the fucking whack-a-mole of the century. But then you also set yourself up for a, you know, uh, I mean, legal exposure because, yeah. you know, then everybody yeah, who gets hacked you. right before that. Why didn't you tell us earlier? Yeah. Or the you projects know? that aren't flaky could sue you for harming their value. Exactly. Tether market cap, cap eyes record high after regaining 65% stablecoin dominance. So uh, I think USDC is still feeling the pain of losing that peg. Um, nearly 80, uh, April 17th reached nearly $81 billion, just 1.5% below its record high of $82.29 billion from a year ago. No, yet another reason I'm happy to see RAF doing what they're doing because, frankly, we need something besides... Um, this and USDC. Well, you know, it was interesting with that legislation. I think it came out Friday in the Congress about the stablecoin bill, whatever that yeah. was called. Um, it basically was, you know, it basically said, if I remember correctly, that you had to at least have one-to-one -one coverage with, you know, actually cash or treasury securities or things like that. And they basically said that, you know, USDC, USDT, and what would be the third one? Die. No, no, there was another, oh, I don't think it was Dive, maybe it was Dive, but one of them, where they are already that way. So the three dominant ones, you know, are already that way. And they basically yeah. are banning the algorithmic ones, of course. Um, of course. But, you know, remember all that stuff with USDT like two years ago? Yeah. And it was, you know, all the, what was backing it. You know, it's interesting though yeah. now that there are, you know, real assets backing it. So, yeah. You know, I'm wondering how long it takes before. I mean, I guess they're complying with everything from the regulators, which is which is a solid thing. Um, but, you know, I mean, that 81 number is going to cause the people that don't really get it to go, hey, what the fuck? You know, they're doing yeah. it again. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm surprised yeah. it's that big. Uh, this next story is not crypto or NFT related, but it is somewhat ancillary but if you're not paying attention to what's going on in ai you're going to have your lunch eaten um 
the Sony photography does an annual photography award contest. And the guy that won the overall prize had submitted an AI generated photo just to see if an AI generated photo could win the prize. It did. He rejected the prize. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, things are going to change in this world. And for a bunch of photography experts to not see, not be able to see um, that a photo was in fact uh, AI generated tells you that uh, the world's going to change pretty significantly. So get on it. Um, I saw something on that topic. One more thing on that topic. I saw somebody talking about, was it Bloomberg? There was an article in Bloomberg maybe yesterday about how AI is able to now supposedly, allegedly predict price directional movement based based upon the headline or something like that. Yeah, it makes sense because it's a sentiment driving thing, I guess. Um, pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. And they have a they have historical record, right? It can go back and say, okay, let me look at all the headlines ever about this company. What was the sentiment? What happened to the stock price after the headlines came out? So yeah, yeah. makes sense. I was working with a company back in the aughts, two thousand six ish, and you know they this is back when it was you know I guess predictive analytics and neural networks and things like that. And they had an ability to look at, I don't want to say the country or the events, but they had an ability to predict certain types of events in a a country where a lot of these events happen based Uh upon, um, they call them antecedents. So they basically pick these fields where like if an article came out talking about this and then, you know, there was like, you know, another at least 60 different fields, you know, related to other areas of, you know, I guess life from, Anything from an arrest to, uh, you know, just real other real world stuff, then they could predict the probability of of this event happening. And sure sounds a lot like what these guys, the ones you just talked about are doing, you know, like the sentiment forecasting off a headline. Um, They could, you know, I mean, they were predicting almost with, you know, 95% plus accuracy, you know, bad events and, uh, intercepting them before they happened so i mean that's almost 20 years ago yeah so absolutely. god knows what all this stuff can do now yeah it's crazy dude it's completely crazy um hold on one second what did i do uh, got something i wanted to show um i got exclusive a- access to the um New Solana Born. phone that launched yesterday. So I've got a, uh, well, what did I do with it? You're the only one who's getting one? Yeah, I'm the only one that got one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, um, hold on, I'll, I'll share it with you. It's You know, uh, speaking of, when I saw that announcement, I was thinking about Matt, uh, who we had on the show, Matt Carstens, because he's got something, I guess, I don't know if it's, I sort of think it's public, but, you know, with these Wi-Fi nodes that these phones are going to be running off of in NFTs that are tied to each node um, that then you could trade and do things with. And I guess you get earned transaction fees by calls getting routed through your node. Yeah, um, That's going to be a really, you know, I'm kind of digging in more into that, but that's going to be a really interesting um, play with the phone. Well, here's the home screen of the new Solana phone. And um, can we still got, see Uniswap? 
This is exclusive. So yeah, I'm going to show you right now. Okay. That's the new home screen of the Solana phone. Reboot chain. There you go. All right. So we're getting into satire. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's funny because we haven't heard much out of like Solana or Avalanche lately, you know? No, we haven't. I was, I was kind of just, I went over and looked at Phantoms, some stuff on Phantom today. And I was like, damn, I haven't been over here in like four weeks. Right. And, uh, you know, and then I started thinking, oh, shit, Avalanche, I haven't been over there in like a year. Right. Solana, I was never there. But, you know, it's like still it was all the talk, you know, at one point. Absolutely. (laughs) Nibbles says, what are those two buttons at the bottom for decoration? I don't know. You'll have to ask chat GPT who created that for me. Uh, that's the uh, ejector button brian armstrong says uh was in uk yesterday meeting with officials and says coinbase could move away from the u.s if no regulatory clarity ceo brian armstrong yeah well the bitrix ceo is not very happy he yeah. announced he was moving away from the u.s and then got fucking sued. indicted or whatever so, yeah i don't know indict is not the right word but yeah 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 so you know uh, you might want prepared. to do that first before you open your mouth, Brian. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but so hey, Crypto London, baby. Crypto else? London. Hmm? Yeah. Um, not really. No. Um, cool. Just gearing up for consensus. Um, you know, what else? Uh, talked about modular. Um, you know, just the optim, you know, how we all feel. I mean, I'm look, I'm excited for the show on Thursday with Sean. To get his latest take on everything, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny when I, I do sort of mention his analysis to to people, you know, in the hedge fund space, and and their answer is always to like what Niblet has said, and every we all kind of say their answer is like, well, well when? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> we don't have that answer, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I'm kind of I, I find it interesting because you know it seems like like the Blockworks thing was saying 45. You know, I'm like, does the 45 happen before the deep V correction? Um, you know, or does it go that way now? I mean, I just have no clue. So, yeah. Um, but either way, long term, we're all looking good, right? I would hope so. You know, Let's I think hope. Sean made the call today in the channel of like 225 to 500 on the next run up for BTC. Nice. Not nice. financial advice, of course, and not putting words in people's mouths, but. You know, that's where we end up after all this crazy stuff. Sean is in such good form today, dude. I wish he was on today. Sean said, Jesus, America, please keep Armstrong. <laughs> you need to talk to your government. Tell them to act like more, the, more like the SEC, dude. Um, in, and speaking of all that alpha that's going on, airdrop alpha, Bitcoin alpha, general Ethereum alpha, general DeFi protocol at alpha. If you're not in the Telegram group, you're missing out. T.me forward slash Mission DeFi. T.me forward slash Mission DeFi. We had a nice little little set of group folks that joined yesterday. So thanks to all of you that came in to join the community. When you do come in, go to the Introduce Yourself channel. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about how you found the channel or just tell us to fuck off. Um, either way, we're all good and we're all happy with that. Um, Please, though, if you have thoughts, ideas, concepts, questions, don't hesitate to ask them in there. Uh, We're really trying to build a place where people can come in, share their ideas and thoughts, and uh, have a good time. So 
uh, please make sure you join. If you're watching on Spotify and pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, please make sure you rate and review us. Just take the two minutes it takes to do that. It really helps us boost the show in the ratings. If you're on um, YouTube, make sure you're subscribed. Click the little bell so you get alerted when new episodes are out. And make sure you smash the thumbs up so we get boosted in the algorithm as well. That is it for me today, Joe. Thank you very much. I hope you have a great afternoon, everybody. Yeah, you too, buddy. Um, and we will see everybody on Thursday. Uh, thanks for being here and look forward to sharing more wisdom then. All right. See ya. We're checking out.